Hi, I'm Edwards Three, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. If you go to Avila, Spain, and you visit the convent where the great St. Teresa of Avila resided, you can't help but notice that the entire courtyard there is mysteriously structured around seven concentric circles. Seven circles on the stone pavement, each marked by a Roman numeral. The outermost circle is is marked by Roman numeral number one. And then you go to the second circle and you see Roman numeral number two. And it keeps going all the way until you get to the middle of the courtyard, the innermost circle, which is marked by a cross that stands there, as well as the Roman numeral seven. What is the significance of these seven circles marked by seven Roman numerals? Well, it's a beautiful architectural representation of one of her most famous spiritual writings called the Interior Castle. Have you ever heard of the Interior Castle? To, Teresa uses this as an analogy. She says, the soul is like a great castle and the great king dwells in the innermost chamber of this castle. The king dwells within us. That king is Jesus. It is the Lord. He is dwelling within us. And what we want to do is go deeper and deeper into our own souls to encounter him there. We want to go deeper in prayer, deeper in surrender. And I, and I love this, 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 this image, to meet God in the center where we will be transformed. The closer we get to the center, the closer we go to the throne of God and to his love. And, and many Christians, when they hear about this, maybe they've read the book, The Interior Castle, or a summary, or they heard someone give a talk on it, they immediately wonder, hmm, I wonder where I am. Where, where do I reside? Which, which level, which circle, which mansion am I in? Am I at level one? Am I at level two, level four? And what do I need to do to get to the next level? And that's a good thing to think about. But what I want to highlight today is what she describes as the entry point into the Interior Castle. If I just want to get inside the castle, if I just want to get to level one, what do I need to be doing? And she tells us that there's a certain kind of prayer we need to have in our lives if we want to enter into level one, if we want to just get inside that interior castle. She calls this special kind of prayer the door of entry. So if I want to walk through that door of entry into my interior castle and encounter God at a deeper level, I need this prayer. But what is that kind of prayer that Teresa writes about and why is it so important? And most of all, practically, how do I cultivate it in my daily life? What is this prayer? That's what we're going to take a look at in this week's podcast. So welcome to All Things Catholic. I'm your host, Edward Sree, and I can't wait to get into this kind of prayer that Teresa writes about. But first, I want to ask your prayers for something. I was blessed to be in New York City recently and visit St. Patrick's Cathedral, and I got to meet a number of our vocation directors around the United States who were here. Uh, they were here for a conference, and and, and I, I, want, I want you to pray for them and the work they're doing, and most of all, to pray for vocations. If you could pray for vocations in our country and around the world and all vocation directors who are trying to cultivate those vocations to, to identify and, and encourage those, those men who are called to the priesthood. So let's pray for priests and let's pray for vocations. 
Uh, I also want to share with you something I just mentioned in passing last time, and that was something I'm going to do in the month of October. I'm really excited about this. You know, I've been going around recently getting a chance to pray. I'm sorry, Well, yes, I have been praying, but also I do that here in Denver too, but I have been going around and getting a chance to give talks on prayer and talks on my new book, When You Pray, and I've been so moved at how many people are longing to have a deeper and a consistent prayer life. As I've been speaking on this at multiple conferences, so many people have said, you know, Dr. Shri, I I know I need to pray. I, I pray sometimes, but I don't pray as regularly. I know I need prayer every day, and I, I, I want to be more consistent in that. I want to be better this year in this, and I, I'm encouraged by that. I've heard many people tell me also some of their struggles in prayer, and they've shared how, I don't really know how to pray, Dr. Shri. I, I know I should but I feel like all these other Christians, they talk all about prayer, and I don't really get it. I don't know how to do it right. <laughs> and I've been honored to hear their their humility, their humility in recognizing I, I struggle in prayer. I don't feel like I'm that great at prayer, and I, I want them to be encouraged that many of the saints, even St. Teresa of Avila, she struggled many times in prayer. She struggled with distraction. She writes a lot about that in the Interior Castle. She struggled with not wanting to pray, just being restless and just wanting to go be with people and socialize and do other activities. And so she would leave her quiet time in prayer and only do kind of the the community prayers, but not her own quiet time with the Lord every day. She struggled with darkness in times in her prayer and aridity, dryness in prayer. So many, many great saints had these struggles. We're human. We're not angels. We're not going to be able to pay attention entirely for our prayer. We're not always going to have this on-fire fervor for Jesus in our prayer. And that's okay. We need to be encouraged in that. And so I was very edified hearing many people say, you know, I struggle with prayer. I want to go deeper in prayer. I want to be more consistent. That was one of the biggest things I heard was people saying, you know, I pray sometimes. I pray when, you know, it fits into my schedule or when I'm away from home, maybe I get a little prayer in, but I don't pray every day and I know I need it. I know my my spouse needs me to pray. I'll be a better husband. I'll be a better wife. I know my kids need me to pray. I'll be a better mom. I'll be a better dad. I've met so many great lay people that are on fire to want to grow in their prayer life. And so I want to announce to you all something I'm going to do in the month of October, starting on the great feast of St. Therese. Therese is the first woman quoted, first person quoted in the catechism about prayer. The catechism doesn't turn to a great bishop or a theologian, a doctor of the church. Well, well, she is a doctor of the church, <laughs> but not a great professor, you know, that has a doctorate in a in, in a classroom. No, the catechism's first quote about prayer comes from St. Therese of Lisieux. It is beautiful. And so on her feast day, October 1st, I'm going to invite you all, and I've been inviting people at the conferences I've been speaking at, to a 30-day prayer challenge to just commit to 30 days of prayer. You know, it, it takes many times people say it takes 30 days to form a habit. Some people may say it's 45 or 60 days, but let, let's start with 30 days. I think that's a good Catholic tradition. St. Ignatius of Loyola had his famous 30-day retreat. That was important to develop a lot of habits, the spiritual exercises, he calls it, the spiritual habits we need to be a disciple of Jesus. So we're going to do a 30-day deep dive praying with the saints are praying with the scriptures. You know, it's simply as simple as this. I just want to invite you to commit to 15 minutes a day of prayer. I'd love it if you could do 20 or 30, but you know, let's if you can even just get 15 minutes of prayer, of quiet time prayer each day, 
not the rosary, not just reading something. I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but but really maybe we're using scripture and, and doing Lexio Divina. You're meditating on the scriptures or you have a, a, a prayer book that has a certain devotional book with certain reflections or maybe using the reflections in Magnificat uh, or, or some other resource. What I'm going to be using is I'm going to, I'm going to be praying with a number of people and you're welcome to join me in this through the 30 reflections, the short reflections that are in my new book, When You Pray. This book is a book not about prayer, it's more a book that you use when you're praying. In other words, it's meant to help you encounter the great spiritual tradition of our Catholic faith from so many great saints and the themes in Catholic spirituality and the themes of our prayer life. It's more about, it's not about prayer, it's about what God wants to do in our prayer life so that we can cooperate with God more in prayer. And so I'm going to be using these 30 short reflections in the month of October, and then I'll be doing some Facebook Lives at different points throughout October just to kind of encourage everybody on their 30-day prayer challenge. And I'm going to be doing the first one to kick it all off. It'll be Monday, October 2nd. Uh, So Monday, October 2nd, it'll be 7 p.m. Mountain Time, 9 p.m. Eastern, and you can join me for that on Facebook Live. I'll send out more information about that coming up here soon. But some of you may be thinking, I'm not sure how to pray. I I feel like those people you're meeting, Dr. Shri, out in the conferences that they say they want to pray, but they're not sure how. That's me. If, and if you feel that way, no, I have felt that way. Many people have felt that way. Uh, in my book, When You Pray, we, we included an appendix. So at the back of the book, there's just a short chapter to just get started in prayer, some basic ways to begin our prayer, particularly the prayer of meditation, Ignatian meditation, Lectio Divina, just very simple, easy ways to get started. You can also go back to December 20th of last year, December 20th, 2022 episode. I walked through this method of how to pray, how to fill your mind with Christ and use the prayer of meditation. So again, join me for a 30-day prayer challenge. We'll ask the intercession of St. Therese of the Sioux to start us off, and it'll be a great preparation through the month of October as we get ready for the great feast of all the saints. What a great way to do that, to encounter all the saints in our tradition in prayer, and then get ready to celebrate All Saints Day. So if you want to join me, and and again, feel free to use, I don't I don't care what form of prayer you use. Use the Bible, use the catechism, use the writing of a saint or your own devotional. I, I just pray we all become greater apostles of prayer, that we go deep in the interior life. But if you do want to join me in, in the 30 Reflections for my book, you can get the book when you pray at ascensionpress.com. It's available there now, ascensionpress.com. The book is called When You Pray, Trust, Surrender, and the Transformation of Your Soul. But what kind of prayer was St. Teresa of Avila talking about when she said this was the doorway into the interior castle? If I want to go in those inner circles, just enter into the castle at level one, circle number one, or the mansion number one, she calls it, what kind of prayer was it? It's the kind of prayer that we're going to use in the 30-day prayer challenge. It's the prayer she describes as meditation. Now, I want to be clear what meditation is. As I've been speaking again and hearing so many people talk about prayer life, I hear many Catholics say things like, oh, Dr. I pray when, you know, I'll listen to a podcast on the way to work. That That's my prayer. Now, I love it that you listen to this podcast. I pray it enriches you. I hope it's helpful for your spiritual life. And maybe it'll give you something that you can take to your own prayer life. But listening to a podcast is not prayer. Listening to Catholic radio is not prayer. It's good. It can enrich your life. It can be a blessing. And I pray it is. But that's not prayer. 
Some people say, you know, well, yeah, what I do is I, I go to the chapel, I go to the Holy Hour, and I just read a good book. You know, I read a good book from Bishop Barron or Scott Hahn or Edward Sree. You know, you read a book. Well, again, I, I pray you're blessed by my books and Bishop Barron's books and Scott Hahn's books and many other people's books. But that in itself is in prayer, just that, that spiritual reading. Spiritual reading is good. It can feed our prayer life. But we don't want to turn our prayer life into study hall, I often like to say, where I just show up and I'm just reading the Bible. You know, what I want to do is maybe I can bring the Bible or I can bring a great Scott Hahn book or a Bishop Barron book, and I, I can bring that to the chapel, but maybe I'm reading just a, a line or two. And then I pause and I reflect on it. I talk to God about it. I ask the Lord, Lord, how does this speak to me today? How are you speaking to me through these words from scripture or through this saint or through this spiritual writer I'm, I'm reading right now? How does this apply to my life? It, it, you're having a dialogue with God. You're listening to God. You're not just plowing through and reading a book like you would read the newspaper or read a novel. Uh, you're pausing. You're reading it prayerfully. You're, you're in dialogue with God. So prayer isn't just listening to something, listening to something on the radio, a podcast, an app. Prayer isn't simply reading something. You know, you're pausing, you're talking to God. Prayer, I've heard some people say, oh, you know, to parents, your kids are your prayer. You're busy with family life, you know, so that's, that. you know, that's your prayer life. Uh, or I've heard people say to, you know, people in ministry, you're doing so much ministry, or you're a youth minister, you're a DRE in the parish, you're doing so much, that's your prayer. I want to be clear. These are wonderful things when we give of ourselves serving in our parishes or certainly in the vocation of marriage. You know, this is our, our primary vocation, right? I have to give the best of myself to my wife and to my kids. But, but I need an interior life. I need to have time for quiet time in prayer. And so uh, prayer is more than just vocal prayers, saying the Our Father, saying the Glory Be. Prayer is more than devotional prayers like the the rosary with the divine mercy chaplet. When Teresa of Avila is talking about this basic prayer that we need, this prayer of meditation to enter into the interior life, the interior castle, she's even talking more about something more than just the liturgy of the hours, morning prayer, evening prayer, or the sacraments, or even the mass. All of these things are, are everything we're talking about here are wonderful, and they can bless our souls, bless our spiritual lives. But unless we have a daily commitment to meditation, all of those other things aren't going to bear as much fruit in our spiritual lives. And Teresa of Avila, that's why she says, that's why if, if we don't have daily meditation, 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes a day, if we don't have daily meditation, then we're never going to even enter into the castle. We're on the outside of the castle. We're not going to enter within and become close to the king. We'll always be more on the outside. Now, that doesn't mean we're a bad person. It doesn't mean we're great sinners necessarily. No, no, I'm not saying that, but, but we're not going to really grow and progress in our spiritual life. We're going to stagnate and we're, we're going to become more lukewarm. We'll be more on the outside. So uh, Teresa of Avila, maybe an, um, let me use another al analogy here that she uses. She talks about the soul is like a basin of water. It's a basin that's meant for water. So it's this large basin, our, our large souls that are meant to be filled with water, which is filled with God's life, filled with his love, filled with grace. And that's where we're going to be changed. That's where we're going to be healed. That's where we're going to be transformed the most is, is through the pouring of God's life into us. Now that happens objectively, of course, in the sacraments, especially the Eucharist. But again, those, those graces of the sacraments won't bear as much fruit without the commitment to daily meditation, that quiet time with the Lord, talking to the Lord, 
heart to heart as a friend. If we want our our basins filled with the living waters of Christ, we need that daily prayer of meditation, Teresa of Avila says. She says that souls without this kind of meditation are like bodies and limbs that are paralyzed. They're just not going to progress. They're not going to be able to walk far. They they can't move as much. She she describes, she uses the analogy of that woman or that man you read about in John's gospel, chapter five, the man that was at the pool and he was paralyzed for 38 years and could never get into the pool. And so we're we're like that. I want to share with you a quote of what Teresa of Avila says about this in the interior castle. She says, there are some souls who are so accustomed to busying themselves with outside affairs that nothing can be done for them. And it seems as though they are incapable of entering within themselves at all. In other words, they've just become so accustomed to just being so busy. They're just so busy with their life, their work, their career, projects they're working on. They're so busy with sports and they, they, they take up so much time watching shows and YouTube videos and social media and, and they're busy with their kids at school and all their activities. They're busy with all these outward activities. They're incapable of entering into themselves. Do you feel that way? I know I feel that way sometimes. I feel like I, I'm just so pressed. I'm so busy. And, I, and I'm, I'm living more on the outside of my life. And I know when I, when I, when I fall into this, and I, and I might even get my prayer, prayer time in in the morning, but my day is so packed and I've got so many pressures and decisions to make and kids to run places and projects at home. There's just so much going on. I, I just feel like I'm, I'm living on the outside of myself. I'm not giving the best of myself to God. I'm not giving the best of myself to my wife and to my kids and to the students in my classroom. I could tell, I mean, I, I'm doing stuff and I, I you know, and, the, and not bad, but I, I and maybe, maybe, maybe nobody else even notices, but I notice. I could tell I'm just not on my game. You know, that, that teaching wasn't the best I, I could have given. That conversation with this child, I was just distracted. I wasn't really present. I wasn't really attuned to her heart when I was talking to her. Uh, my wife, I, I just wasn't thinking about what she needed because I'm just, I'm just so pressed and busy. Teresa Vavla says, when we're so busy with outside affairs, we're not capable of entering inside ourselves. I want to live more on the inside of the castle. I need to live more interiorly throughout my day, but I'll never be able to live inside my interior castle if I don't have at least the basic of 15 minutes a day of just some quiet time in prayer. We got, we got to fit this time of meditation. And again, we're talking about not just reading things, not just listening to something, not just saying prayers, not just doing devotions. We're talking about that quiet time of meditation with the Lord, conver- intimate conversation with Him. You could use a text. You could use something from Scripture. Use something from a work you're reading to feed that conversation. But you're not just reading it. You're, you read a line or two. You pause. You talk to God about it. Teresa of Avila goes on and says that some people are full of a thousand preoccupations. They pray only a few times a month. I mean, really pray in terms of that quiet time of meditation. And as a rule, they're thinking all the time of their preoccupations for they're very much attached to them. And where their treasure is, there is their heart also. You know, that could be pressures at work. It could be, I just, I just always thinking about my favorite sports team. I'm always have ESPN on. I'm always just thinking about sports. 
where I'm always just thinking about the latest conspiracy theory and what's going on in politics and in the world. And I'm just going online looking at the latest, you know, what's the latest theory of what's going to happen in the election in 2024 in the United States, you know, uh, or, or maybe I'm just caught up on Instagram and social media. I'm just always, you know, looking what every other person is doing and what they're posting and what they're wearing and what they look like. I'm living on the outside. Jesus is the King. He's dwelling in our souls. He's calling us. He's inviting us. But we won't be able to hear his call on a regular basis if we don't have the habit of daily prayer, of a, a committed daily prayer life of meditation, that quiet time with the Lord. Again, this is Teresa of Avila. This is her wisdom. It's the wisdom of so many great saints that we have to have the habit of not just saying prayers, not just listening to prayers, but the quiet time of meditation. Even, she says, meditation is, is something we need at the beginning stages of our, our life. If we're just beginners at prayer, we need daily meditation. But she also says, even when you're living supernatural prayer, the great mystical life, that we still don't give up our regular meditation. We still need that. And so I am on fire in thinking all about, I was very moved being in Avila this summer. I mentioned to you, some of you earlier, that well, I guess all of you, if you've listened to the episode earlier this summer, I mentioned that I, I took my wife to, to Spain to walk in the footsteps of St. John of the Cross. But I knew we'd be also going to Avila and seeing many of the sites of St. Teresa of Avila as well. So my wife's a big John of the Cross fan. So that was the, the main reason. But I wanted to spend more time with Teresa as well. I've taught about John of the Cross. I've read so much about John of the Cross. Teresa of Avila, I've read and I've taught a little bit. I just wanted to do a deeper dive. So I've been doing more reading and reflection on her. And it's been really much impacting my own soul. So as I'm saying these words to you, I'm speaking them to me to inspire me as well. But I, I am on fire to share this wisdom. And I want to encourage you again, if you are in this category where you just want to develop the habit of a daily prayer life, of not just saying prayers, not just listening to things, not just reading things, but grow in that habit of prayer to get to that first level or second level, or third level of the spiritual life that Teresa of Avila describes. If you want to enter into that interior castle, join me for the 30-day prayer challenge in October. We're going to start on October 1st. We're going to have 30 days where we take time together, and we're all going to pray together. And I'm, I'm going to kick it off on the second day of October, Monday, October 2nd, with a Facebook Live event. And I'm going to offer some reflections, encouragement on prayer, but I'm also going to take your questions. I'm going to take your questions about prayer. In fact, if you want to feed me some of your questions leading up to that 30-day prayer challenge, you can email me at info.edwardsri at gmail.com. So email me at info dot edward sri at gmail.com and just send me your questions about prayer and i'll address those questions at that facebook live event on monday october 2nd 7 p.m mountain time 9 p.m eastern time in the united states here and we're, we're gonna i i pray that we all just really commit ourselves that if we prayed more we would be many steps closer to being saints and the more saints there are in this world the more this world would be changed. When we look out at the world, we see so many problems, so many troubles, you know, whether it's in the world, in the church, it's just, it is, we are living in really difficult times. But in difficult times, God always raises up saints and we're called to be saints. You can be a saint if you take that first step and commit time to God every day and pray. Because Teresa of Avila says, once we go inside the circles, we start entering into our 
into your castle, God draws us deeper and deeper and deeper. It's harder for him to work in our lives when we're on the outside of the castle, when we're busy with those thousand preoccupations that grab our attention all day long. But if we have that quiet time of meditation, prayer every day, God will draw us deeper and deeper in union with him. Isn't that what you long for? It's what I long for. Let's pray every day. Amen. All right. Well, 30-day prayer challenge. If it's helpful for you, again, you don't need to use my book. You can use any book you want. But if you want to use the 30 reflections in my book, you can check it out at ascensionpress.com. It's called When You Pray, Trust, Surrender, and the Transformation of Your Soul. And you can get it now at ascensionpress.com. That's ascensionpress.com. God bless. God bless.